Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. Welcome to another big edition of the driver's seat. It is race week. And as always, we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It's been quite a while. My name is Nim Sazor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, are you fired up for the top end? Well, we're fired up. It's race week and we're live. We're back to being live again. Hello, boys. Oh, I'm breathing again. You're breathing again. Well, it just felt like when last were you week. Not we're breathing? sort of just holding our breath, you know? That's all. And then we're back. We're back. We are alive. Um, the pre-record's a weird thing because you can just say something completely stupid, more stupid than what we normally say. And then you just go, no, 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 Nimsy, cut that out. We'll go back again. But when we're on this live stuff, it's a little bit more it's pressure, funny. which I like. It's funny. You know, like the, we've done quite a few pre-records in the past for various reasons with, you know, generally Matthew on holidays or something. <laughs> but um, it, it does. It sort of feels weird going back to that, doesn't it? And yeah, I'm sure, like being I'm, junior burgers again. I'm very <laughs> sure this chatter is quite amusing for our guest that's patiently waiting on hold. <laughs> Here's, of course, our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice, but we can't just go straight to him. We've got to give him his proper intro. Hyundai back in victory lane, and so too for the first time is Josh Bucket, winner of race number one of Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia here today in Sydney. Be a winner in this class of racing now, alongside some very good names in Super Cheap Auto TCR. This is huge for him. Tremendous breakthrough for this rookie yesterday. On the run home here, third of a lap to go, and looking like adding a second one to the tally. Cool stuff. It's another victory for HMO Customer Racing, and victory to Josh Buchan in race two of Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia. Yes, after Sydney Motorsport Park, we're all going, wait a minute, who's this bloke that just <laughs> fended off Chas Mossett and James Moffat and a bunch of multiple supercars winners? Well, that question has been answered. Please welcome to the driver's seat for the first time, the one and only Josh Bucken. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Gentlemen, thank you, uh, thank you for having me, uh, boys. What was the start? You're talking about breathing. You guys are that old now. Is it been that long? <laughs> anyway, Josh, thanks for coming thanks on the for show, coming, Josh. Uh, yeah, it's good to hear from you. See, see you, man. <laughs> see you, man. I, in all seriousness, uh, boys, I, I got to say. Um, I've known Josh for a lot of years because we do. We've done a lot of driver training. Steve's done a lot of driver training with Josh, and to see you, Josh, from being this young bloke, and you're still a young bloke, but a young bloke arrived fresh at the racetrack, done a little bit of racing, did the Formula Ford thing, was really quite dominant in the New South Wales side, and, but and, and just like a genuinely good bloke, someone that is there to work and and put the hours in and and really provide a good experience, to then come through the ranks and now be a winner in arguably one of the most competitive categories in this nation. I bloody love it, Josh, and I'm and I'm genuinely wrapped to have you on the show as a winner in TCR. 
Yeah, thanks, Maddie. And boys, I must say thank you for having me firstly, but after I abused you, but thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, mate, um, you know, as you, as you say, I've, I've known yourself and Stevie for, for a little while and, um, you know, it, it's all, all well and good slapping five at driving events, but it was good to, to, to do it, you know, on a big stage and get a decent few Ws in front of a bit of a crowd and, yeah, on home turf, I got to sleep in my own bed. It was about as good as you could ask for, really. <laughs> Mate, it was it was good. Obviously, we were there that weekend uh, racing as well. Matty wasn't. I oh, know you were there. You were there racing, weren't you, Matty? Well, yeah, I was. There. I, was, yep. I oh. was driving around. I don't know if I was racing. <laughs> I was down the middle, down the back of the pack. With you did well that weekend. Don't sell yourself short. Well, I didn't crash, so that's probably as a <laughs> as a benchmark. That's good for me. He I didn't, wore his race. Didn't want to say it. <laughs> he wore his race boots instead of his big bird flippers. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. Uh, uh, but right. mate, honestly, really good, really good to see that you know that win. That, but for me, um, you know, obviously, as we've touched on going back, bit of driver training, and we've known each other for quite a while. Sort of back then, it was we'd always talk about racing, and it was always you know Josh's talking about, you know, what to do next and how he's going to do this, how he's going to do that. And then you see him in the Formula V and just doing little things and you go, okay, so it's, you know, without any proper backing and that, it's so bloody hard to, to get yeah. forward, you know. I think, you know, I was so excited to see that win um, and that only was uh, subsided by when I actually saw that you got the drive, you know, earlier in the year, mm. you know, at the start of the year. I thought that was just tremendous. You did some great stuff in the – in the Formula Ford and so forth and just, you know, doing radical stuff, doing all this little bits that people probably don't see that, you know, because you and I know him, we take notice. Mm. And uh, and yeah. just give us a bit of a snapshot about how you ended up getting that seat, Josh, because it, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Oh, mate, I was the driving equivalent of busking on the, on the side. <laughs> exactly. Really. Like, I, <laughs> I, um, I was doing anything for a gig, and as they say, you know, it's a, a steering wheel, a steering wheel. So, um, uh, yeah, mate, I, I I was very lucky to have even raced a go kart, to be totally honest. So, uh, for me to be where I am now is, is is amazing. And look, the first ever car race I did down in Phillip Island a couple of years ago, I remember doing that weekend and just thinking, how good is this? And and at the end of that, um, you know, we took on. Uh, at the time, Sonic, which was a is is the dominant force in Formula Ford, and we were right amongst them with a car that really wasn't meant to be there. And and even then, that was like, all right, look, if if I never race again, I'm I'm happy. Um, so yeah, mate, really really thankful to be where I am. And look how it came about uh, was through the driving events, through the driver training. Um, it it started quite a number of years ago. I did an event with uh, the product planning. Uh, department of Hyundai and you never think it's going to lead to anything. I mean, it was a day for a Veloster Turbo. You don't don't think anything of it. I got paid a few hundred dollars and that was, you know, that was set of tires and some fuel for the go-kart. That's, that's all I thought. And yeah, fast forward a couple of years, there happened to be a bit of a, a reconnection between HMO Barry effectively and Hyundai. And they decided they wanted someone in the car and through no, uh, you know, idea of my skill set. They thought, oh, Josh, we like him. He can do it. And, and that's literally how it was. It was, you know, I'm, I was friends with the right people and they put me in and I thought, God, all right, got to turn it up now. And yeah, that's, that's, that's basically <laughs> so, where we so, are. Uh, so basically a lot of people do talk about, you know, that one big opportunity, that one big break that they get. And that was it for you, yep. wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, as you know, 
boys, sometimes as a driver, you, you might have 10 days where you, you're below par, but you've only got to perform on the 11th when everyone's watching. And it was one of those ones. I, I tested the car and, you know, did did pretty well. And I know a few others had tested as well. And I, I was I was the quickest out a lot of them. And they were like, all right, well, you'll, you'll do. So, um, <laughs> so here, here I am. And Josh, when you raced and you had your, your wins at, at Sydney Motorsport Park a month ago, um, did you, for any moment while you're in the car and then leading, think to yourself when you looked in the rear view mirror, oh, there's Chaz Mostert. Oh, there's James Moffat. Uh, there's Michael Caruso. And I'm ahead of all of them. <laughs> like that, that's got to be yeah. a pretty surreal moment that you get out of the car oh, and they're well, either beside you on the podium or they're in the garages. Man, I remember when, Chaz first saw me and knew my name, I thought, Jesus Christ, like, how was that? That's, that's all right. Um, even the great Stevie J, when I remember when you first, you know, remembered my name, I'm going, oh, mate, this is, this is grouse. Did you drive by um, one of the food trucks then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was doing the, I was doing the latte run in the morning and he's all of a sudden popped up. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember in race one looking behind and thinking, oh, I'm off there, all right. Um, I'll just... You know, keep keep doing the thing and see what his game plan is because in in the touring car it's they don't if you try and go ten tenths for a whole session that that they, they they fall over so I was just looking at what he was doing uh, with his car and I only really thought of it at the end like oh I wonder who's in third I wonder who's in fourth and I'm thinking it's actually probably some pretty good dudes I haven't haven't really um, fluked this one so uh, yeah it's it's pretty amazing to be racing against the guys I watched on TV 10 years ago. So does that, what does that do to your mindset now, Josh, as you look towards Morgan Park in a couple of weeks? You're a confident young guy. We know you've got the skill to drive the car, but that's a – and we've all had it in our careers. That's a real self-belief moment when you actually go – instead of saying to people, I think I can do it, in your own mind you go, you know what, I can actually do this. What is, how, does it, how do you uh, now look towards Morgan Park and that round and your confidence levels after that win? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on, mate. Uh, as soon as you know you can do it, I mean, you always know you can do it, so to speak, but until you've done it and you know, okay, that's it, box tick. Um, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a springboard. I hope it is anyway. Uh, but look, to be totally honest, without sounding arrogant, at the end of the day, when you're on the grid and you've got your launch procedure engaged and you drop the clutch, they're all just names on the doors. So, you know, like whoever's next to me, it's fine. I'm going to drive the same whether it was Chaz Mostert or you know Barry Smith it doesn't really matter so going to the next round I know I've done the job um, and everyone else does too which is great but um, nothing changes really it just yeah as long as the car works and then hopefully I'll turn up as well. So like obviously you you know you can't fly under the radar now you've you've actually you've established yourself everyone's taken note What's the next step? You know, obviously you just said, you, you know, you've ticked that box or one of those little boxes, which is get in there and get a race win. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, championships and that sort of stuff, I'm sure are boxes that are still wanting to be ticked. But, you know, outside of that, which is probably the obvious for everybody, what, what are the other boxes that you want to tick? Um, I mean, going into every round, particularly the previous two before Sydney, uh, they didn't go quite to plan. Tassie was mm-hmm. good, but the two following were, you know, in the shockers pile. Um, but you basically just want to be the quickest car out of all the marks, really. And that's the first thing I look for. If I can be the quickest Hyundai 
on the road, then, you know, that's a box tick in some respect. But yeah, the championship's there. Chaz is going to be hard to catch. And, um, you know, we go to Sandown and Bathurst, which, you know, the, the, the straight line element doesn't overly suit us. So I'm not really thinking of it. Um, I guess that goes back to, like you were mentioning, never really knowing what I was doing next. So I, I, I try and just take it each event at a time, the old cliche, um, probably get <laughs> railed for it. But um, yeah, you know, try and drive as fast as I can in practice, qualify well, and then run into everyone until there's no one else in front of me. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty so of bears you... in the old HMO trailer. <laughs> it's a big trailer. Um, it is. What what's your is this a multi year deal for you, Josh? Like, are you with Hyundai and HMO for this year? Obviously, but is it a, a two and three year deal? Are you able to talk about that at the moment? Uh, we're actually going through that at the moment. Um, the idea will be to continue next year if we can, if it makes makes sense and everyone's happy, and I haven't you know run over anyone's foot. So yeah, the idea would be to continue next year. Nothing confirmed yet, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I would honestly. I'll stay with them until they kick me out. Uh, I'm I'm, ha- I'm very happy where I am. And, you know, with with the brand and, and what TCR offers overseas, you, you never really know where it could go. So, uh, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll be a part of the furniture until I'm old-fashioned and grey-haired and they don't want me anymore. <laughs> and this is Pretty much like Stevie J. Like Stevie J and I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got to say... I'm, I'm learning from the best, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there is This is one of the things Stevie J and Nimsy and, and Josh I've loved about TCR is it's given people like Josh and say Luke King, Dylan O'Keefe, these guys who perhaps weren't necessarily looking towards a supercar future. It's Jay Hansen. Jay Hansen, you know, the the twelve year old or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, it's given everyone a real opportunity to actually play on the national stage, play with some totally. very big teams like GRM's now involved and Wall Racing's involved, and to really pit your skills up against some seriously credentialed dudes. I mean we we talk about Chaz, but he's probably at the moment the most highly credentialed. You know, he's got the WAU thing, and now and now he's leading in TCR. This is the one thing I really do love about it, Josh. Is this category has given you guys a place to shine? Yeah, and look, everyone in the field really is elite. You look up and down the entry list. I remember looking before Tazzy, thinking, "My God, there's no gimmies in the field." I was I was thinking, look, even if I'm my worst, there might be one or two spots, and there there really wasn't. There's no one useless in the field. Um, uh, so yeah, you've got to be on it. It's great. We've got a, a little crew we call the Battler Crew: me, Jordy, and Kingy. Um, Absolutely, Kingy and Jordan Battler. Cox. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the sh- the show's friend Jordan Cox and uh, yeah. and Luke King, um, and yeah, we, we call ourselves the Battler Crew, and yeah, you know, we've we've got a little thing where we're just trying to ruffle up the feathers of you know the people who had more followers on Instagram than us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you win, look, you if, win if, the if, hair though. You win the battle of the hair though, Josh. Oh yeah, good solid. You got oh, a yeah. solid do roll in there, mate. Yeah. Oh, Keith reckons he's got me. He rolls a short back and sides. I go for a bit of extra length, but. Um, you know. We could all go for a bit of extra length, mate. Let me tell you that. Uh, I was going to throw something in there, but I'm, I'm, I'm not used to live radio like you. Boys. I mean, Josh, is there someone in the field that you've got in your crosshairs that you like? You know, like if you if you nudge someone off the road, sometimes you think, oh, geez, I, oh, gee, I shouldn't have done shouldn't that. Shouldn't have done that. Or did, like, it, like an yeah, enforcer yeah. or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or, but, but is there someone in the field that you come up against at the side of the door and you go, bang, see you, mate, and you don't care about? 
Uh, Anyone we can watch oh, for look, in the next race? <laughs> look, the political answer is I love everyone in the category. They're all my great friends and I don't want to run into any of them. The real answer is, to be fair, if it's a car in front to side or behind, if they hit me and come off second best, then, you know, either you know what. So, um, <laughs> so no, not, not particularly. Actually, I ran into, oh, sorry, Dalberto ran into me. Um, at, at Bathurst and it broke his car. Honda build quality isn't what the Hyundai is, obviously. And um, <laughs> and and I, I, was, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh no, because Tony D's another one. He's another one of the driving boys and he's he's a good mate of mine and he's he was really, he's always been good with me um, since years back. And he ran into me at Bathurst and it broke his car and I thought, oh God, TD of all people, you know. And I was going to message him on Facebook saying, sorry, dude, sorry about your DNF. Like, you know, that sucks. Um, I'll buy a coffee or whatever. And then I rewatched the footage and saw he ran into me. So he didn't get a message and I just saw him the next day and sort of gingerly, gingerly walked over and said, are we cool? And he's like, yeah, man, it's all good. So um, I haven't haven't had too many run-ins yet. Um, I nudged Jay Hansen at Phillip Island, but, you know, thought, what's, what's, a, what's a control arm between friends? Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, look, the, the good thing about TCR is that, you know, it is rubbing is racing in that category. You know, I know there's a bit of controversy about Drink Car Masters, um, but that, that, that's really not, not on, but in TCR, it's part of it. The cars are, are pretty robust. They're designed to be sort of rubbed and, and touched up, but, um, look, you, you never go out to, to offload anyone. Um, uh, I guess if I could choose one, it'd probably be Morecambe because he's closest to me in the points and he's, he's in the same <laughs> team. He's your teammate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, if you want uh, any advice on what it's like to come together with teammates, just talk to me. I've got plenty of, <laughs> I've got plenty of history with teammates. You and James Courtney should sit down yeah, and have a chat. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Times. he did. James did. Uh, no, actually, I backed into James a few times. Oh, apparently. you did? Oh, right. That's, yeah. That was what was said in the truck. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We, we're, we're talking about racing still. Well, we tell us. <laughs> oh, uh, I damn hope so. I damn hope so. Hey, mate, obviously we've spoken a lot about the, the TCR and all that side of things, uh, and you said you'd, you'd stay there until they kicked you out. Have you got any aspirations to do other categories, you know, whether that be that may be outside of the ARG realm, it might be the supercars or it might be whatever it is. I mean, is that something else that, you know, as a young driver you, you're sort of, you've got your... I guess your radar on, but at the moment you're just concentrating on the job at hand? Um, that's a good question because the, the TCR car is so specific in what it requires to get the most out of it. Um, so I was, I've been thinking about this recently and it, it's like, oh, do I drive anything else to, to you know, shift my, my sort of technique? Um, but uh, honestly, I, I just like driving, you know, driving, um, is, is what I like doing, whether it be in my road car or on the racetrack. So, yeah, anything that comes my way, if it, if it fits in the realm of um, you know, not cross-brand or anything like that or, or, or whatever, yeah, I'll, I'll drive anything. I'd love to drive a GT car. Um, big problem to have, but I've never driven one. Um, and that's probably something I'd, I'd love to get into just to see what they're like, uh, particularly having done F3, which was another car I always just wanted to drive. Um, feel what sort of GT cars like, um, but yeah, mate. If if there's anything on the table, like there's there's not really much I'd say no to. Um, I'd be I'd be very happy to put you in my Trans Am car, mate. Not a problem. 
you're paying? No, you well, no, you just come and have a drive. I'm not paying. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not paying superstar. <laughs> you can come and have a drive of my <laughs> you can have uh, a drive of my Trans Am car. You will feel no aero. You will feel no brakes, but you will feel an absolute bucket load of grunt. Yeah, I mean they look they look mega. You you watch them at our ARG events and look there's a reason that people put the tools down to go and look at them. When when they're going around, they sound the part, look the part. They're all relatively the same. I mean, it's motor motorsport, no no cars are the same. But um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's uh, it they look great and yeah. I mean, big horsepower, no grip, and as they all say, the big old H pattern. How I mean, what what can go wrong? And hey, Stevie yeah. J, well done to Jet getting getting into one. How good's that? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm a little fellas. Going to have his debut in two weeks' time or a week and a half's time at Queensland Raceway. So uh, he's done one. He's done a total of probably 35 laps in one at the moment. So we've got a couple of practice days to get him out <laughs> between now and then. Yeah. And uh, hopefully the little 16-year-old, he's not really little. He's probably almost as tall he's as Josh tall as, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be ready. But, yeah, very cool, mate. Thank you for that. And uh, we are, well, he's looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to paying the bills. And, uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, bread and water and two-minute noodles for the rest of your life. Yeah, again. Uh, hey, maybe that might be yeah. good, mate. <laughs> it might shrink my size a little say. bit. <laughs> oh, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to dive in there and have a crack. But, mate, we will see you at Morgan Park. Um, it's a great circuit. I'm not sure you've ever been there. Steve and I have raced there previously. But that is a circuit of all of the circuits that I reckon – are going to suit TCR this year, Stevie J. Mm. I reckon Morgan Park is going to be one of the better ones. It's going to be cool. I think it's the racing's going to be unbelievable. I yep. think it's going to be – it's a tight little track. You're going to need to have your elbows out to pass. I think it's going to create some awesome racing. Um, but what we should do, actually, we should do a little a little a record on our phone with Josh and have a little bit of an inside scoop to be able to put on the, sure. on the driver's seat. On the old seat. socials, yeah. Socials, absolutely, and, and, uh, and you know, on the app as well that uh, people can go and have a look at. So that will be pretty cool, and Josh is going to be kind enough to show us right through his team and how it all works. <laughs> so thank you, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for volunteering for that, Josh. Yeah, fantastic. This is news to me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time you both have wrote me into something I didn't know about. So yeah. exactly, just get a HMO to Bill Hutchie the invoice. So that should be all good. Happy um, days. <laughs> hey, uh, Josh, mate. Thanks so much for jumping on board the driver's seat. Congratulations again for all your success at SMP, and uh, good luck at Morgan Park. And also, if we do see the number five Kubota Trans Am. Actually, at the front of the pack, we'll know that you did jump in that car. Wow. 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 That is the biggest blow for the last. How's that for a drive-by from the guy down in Melbourne? (laughs) Hey, but there's there's no, uh, but there's no, you know, there's a fair bit of pressure on Josh's shoulders because generally every time someone comes on our show, their next race meeting. spray it, yeah. No, No, they don't. They don't. They win it. We've only had, we've only had. Had two sprays, I think. Yeah, in time, but I but you over guys the five were years. Out the spray jobs. No, 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 no. no, we only uh, did that for Tim Blanchard. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. In the in the five years of the show that we've been running, there is a genuine trend for the driver that appears on the show to go on 
their next round and have a, a really solid run. If I'm Gardner one, if not their first Waters. win, so Waters, Waters, yeah, absolutely. SVG, well, but then again, well, you again, did break his collarbone, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> break his He's on for to, a win. Everywhere. Didn't you speak to Cox and then he decided that Quali was better if it was a two-minute session at Bathurst? <laughs> yeah, I thought Coxie and Holdsworth probably didn't. They were the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were the two. Right, okay. Maybe yeah, to, so maybe the only to... ones in PCR. Great. This is correct. Great. Correct. <laughs> Third time lucky for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, let's work to that. We just had to iron out the bugs for the first two, so that's all good. <laughs> Championship rivals too, I like your thinking. There we go. But, uh, hey, Josh, thanks so much for jumping on board, mate. And uh, it's awesome to have you as our feature interview for Ryko Filters. Remember, you can ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Uh, before we let you go, Josh, any uh, any sponsors you need to plug? Uh, anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, oh, mate, just HMO Custom Racing, Hyundai, and Performance. Oh, I mean, the list goes on. DPO. I could go full NASCAR on you. And I was going to say, but you normally NASCAR would work that work that into their into yeah. their conversation somehow. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm not quite on that level yet, but um, uh, look, and, and if, your battery. Gonna, and you, have you got a battery company on the side of the car? Uh, power crank batteries. Yep. So there you go. They uh, they 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 supply uh, Hyundai with their batteries, and they supply us with ours, and. You know, you can't start a race without starting the engine, as they say. There you go. A quali- and you can't start a race without sponsors either. So, there you go. A, qu- <laughs> a quality company, no doubt. Anyway, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, Josh, good on you, mate. Thanks for jumping on board the driver's seat, and no doubt this won't be the uh, the last time we chat to you. Thank you, gents. Thank you very much for having me, Josh Buckin. There joining us here on the driver's seat, isn't it? And like you said, Maddie, it is great to see. Like this category is shining a light on yeah. you know people that probably wouldn't get it normally. Yeah, exactly right, and and um, and again, these these guys that we're talking about, the Luke Kings of the world, and and Josh Bucken, who we just spoke to, they they pretty well, Stevie J, live in a world of anonymity, and and they do all the hard work away from the cameras, and then all of a sudden pop up and they're an overnight sensation. Mm. Um, these, you know, particularly again, Geordie Cox, Luke King, uh, Josh Bucken, these are the guys that work day in day out absolutely doing everything they can to get their backside into a race car. And I just love that they've got that opportunity. And I love that they're winning and they're competitive. Like to see Luke King in P2, one of the hardest working guys in pit lane, is just unbelievable. I think that's fantastic. And Josh now having some success. None of them come from rich families. This is just, you know, hard graft and shaking a lot of hands and kissing a lot of babies. And and, uh, they've gotten there. And I do love that. I think that's fantastic. That's that's one of the things that I absolutely loved about uh, Josh's win because, like, first of all, you, you guys touched on it too. I mean, he's beaten multiple supercar winners. Like, mm. these aren't just, you know, mid-card guys. These are mm. guys that have stood on the top step of the podium. And, They're not club racers. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And and he's done a fantastic job. And like you sort of mentioned too, Steve, unfortunately for him, the downside is now everyone's going to start watching him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, but Josh is the type of guy that – that won't bother him. You know, he's such a level-headed guy, Matty, isn't he? Like, oh, we've totally. had a lot to do with him. Yep. As you can hear him just talking there, obviously yep. first time on a show, he's he can talk, he speaks very well, he's got a great sense of humour. Mm. He doesn't forget the people mm-hmm. that matter to him that have helped him along the way. Um, he's actually a, a sponsor's dream because he's such a promotable guy yep. that can be an awesome role model not only for – kids and everyone around, but for the sponsors and the sponsors' yeah. products. So he, he is a genuinely, genuinely great great kid. 
And I really like him. No doubt that won't be the last time we chat to him here on the driver's seat as well. But uh, we've got a massive show to get through. It is, of course, race week. We've got our previews to get through. Uh, we'll update the power rankings if you didn't do that last week. So much to get through. But you are listening to the driver's seat. And if you would like to text in, because we are live across the country, wherever you're listening, text in 0433981116 is our number. We've just... already had one come in from Michael. Good on you, Michael. Evening, boys. Do you guys have to put makeup on for your live streams? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I can tell you all the makeup in the world's not going to pretty this old bonce up, Michael. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I do see that you did. Uh, you finally cotton on to wear the sponsor cap. Oh, uh, uh, and you will see this next week when Nimsy puts it up. I am actually wearing a Kubota racing hat, so I don't look entirely too bald. You're not, anyway. we- you're not wearing your black leather mask tonight. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It's great to have your company on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Before we get to our Bendix Breaks big moment, let's get to the text line quickly. Uh, hey, boys, welcome back to a live broadcast. A little disappointed that Maddie. Uh, able to bring the new mini Stevie J into the podcast. Can't wait for this weekend's action in Darwin. Cheers, Greg. Yes, yes, Greg. Sorry about that, Greg. I wasn't able to pick it up today, but uh, Greg, one of our good uh, good friends and friends of the show from, I think it's G, is it GR Diecast? Um, has made a little bobblehead. Diecast Creation. Diecast Creation has made a little bobblehead Stevie J. Very cool. Yeah, he's going to make one for me too, but he, he said that he'd have he's to... Run, he's run out of material. Yeah, he'd have to run... <laughs> <laughs> he only had a 20-metre tub of it. I've got, <laughs> got to tell you, Stephen Johnson, when you see yours, because I've seen yours... I've seen it you, sh- you should thank Greg. It's very cool. That is very... It's very cool, but it's also probably a throwback for about 25 years ago, because that's when you last looked... Like that bobblehead. I'll just have the nice old boot. I'll take that. Does it have the boot polish and the speed dealer sunnies? <laughs> <laughs> the purple hair. The purple hair. <laughs> um, also, one from Tommy in Toowoomba. Joey! <laughs> Hi, guys. Do you think that the ARG will have more events in 2032? I'm going to assume you meant 2022, Tommy. 2032. Uh, in my opinion, oh. they certainly need more, especially if Channel 7 will put them on TV from Tommy in Toowoomba. Ah. Uh... Uh, Tommy, great question, um, and thank you for texting in. Uh, look, it, it maybe. all depends. I mean, it's just, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 so political, and so you yeah. know when you when you look at, you know, it's it's down it's down to the suits and the boardrooms and the meetings and the deals and and also Tommy, don't forget that um, supercar are on seven, um, and so they will wield a lot of power there. The reality is that any category underneath supercar typically has somewhere around seven, six or seven championship rounds. That's what TCR have. It's what you have, Steve. It's what I have in Trans Am. Dunlop Super 2 have got it. Cup Car might have a little bit more. But typically, the peak category has the the most amount of rounds. Um, And so I think there's that. But also, Tommy, you've got to remember costs as well. Mm. Um, The bulk of the motorsport sponsorship money in this country goes to supercar, corporate-wise. Um, and so you could plan all you want to have 10 rounds of TCR, but who's going to pay for it? Uh, and so typically right now, six rounds, not to get caught up, but around six to seven rounds is financially about the best model that everyone can run. So that's why. 
Uh, one more here on the text line before we get to our big moment. Uh, Peter here, guys. Nice to have you all back for another week. Stevie J, COVID notwithstanding, what progress has been made on the DJR EB Falcon? You guys were getting ready for a return to track action. Yeah, well, that was going well. Pete. Yeah, it was going well. Thanks, Pete, for that. Um, so the owner of that car, we got to a certain point, and then he said, okay, Obviously, that was through COVID or at the start of COVID. He says, the brakes. let's just uh, hold on here. So it's pretty much taken a bit of a standstill for him. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see that back, you know, at some stage and uh, and can fully complete the job, get it on track and and uh, get it running, which would be pretty cool. But uh, up until that point, we pretty much had it as a rolling chassis. Mm. Uh, the suspension, everything was done in it, ready to pretty much put engine in it and, and finish up all the wiring and bits and pieces. It would have been quite cool, but... Unfortunately, wasn't to be at the moment to to finish. Watch and speaking this. speaking, sorry, Nimsy. Speaking of Pete, I must uh, throw a shout out to one of my best mates in the world who's listening tonight in Melbourne, Pete Wally, uh, and his beautiful family, Matt and Isabel and Eliza. Maddie, his son, is just a gem of a kid. Comes to all the races that he can, and uh, you know polishes the car and does the wheel nuts and becomes a real part of the team. So we love you, young Maddie and Wally. Love you, mate. After twenty five years of friendship. Um, still love that you're sitting down in Melbourne listening to me, and I hope you and the family are well. Um, get involved too. 0433 98 on the temper text line. Right now, though, it is time for this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. It is the Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You might have seen it on the socials, but it was big news. It was even on Sunrise too. Barrett yeah. uh, was quite pleased to announce this, but Chaz Mostert has inked a contract extension with Walkinshaw Andretti United, starting with next year's Supergas Championship. Now, under this new multi-year extension, he'll be a Walkinshaw Andretti United driver for at least four seasons. Now, that's... Uh, not speculation. That's what's been said, and we haven't actually had a concrete. Yes, he's going to be here till twenty twenty two, um, twenty twenty six. Could you could you see me do the math <laughs> you in my just head? Did the math in your head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what, what do you guys make of that? Because this obviously has a lot of ramifications on what the silly season is going to look like this year. Oh, yeah. I'm happy, Stevie J. Yeah. I'm glad he. I'm glad he's there because there was some rumour and innuendo and scuttlebutt that he was going to get that triple eight seat, which we may have just a little bit of sneaky news on just quietly. Uh, but um, I don't think if Chazzy Mozzie went to triple eight, we would see the typical usual Chazzy Mozzie that we know and love because you've got to be pretty corporate when you go to triple eight. So I'm super, super glad that he has been retained by WAU. But everyone was bagging, uh, Chazzy for going to WAU, signing there, saying, oh, you know, that's a backward step in your career from Tickford, da-da-da. And the the reality is, you know, obviously no one knows the full scope and deal and, you know, I guess vision of what's happening forward planning in, in, mm. in teams. And mm-hmm. they obviously had some big, big stuff coming. Uh, he knew that. That's what they sold it on to get Chaz. And it's been a great move for him. You know, it's Agreed. definitely WAU's... On the, the up. up massively. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, but having said that too, he's obviously getting paid a ton of money as well. That's why you... you Absolutely. Know, 100%. And he yeah. deserves to because he's one of the best in the business. And where else was he going to go? Like, Triple Eight, even he, I don't think, sees that as a cultural fit. DJR is all locked away. He's locked in, um, yep. So, WAU, I mean, you go to Erebus, would you want to? 
Um, they got their drivers locked in. So where else do you go? Mm. So th- they have built a team around him. I, I did an interview with radio in Perth during the week and they were asking why. And I said, because they've built a team around him. You know, he's got a young teammate in Bryce Forward there, but he is the marketing and competition direction of that team. They love him. Now, so why wouldn't you sign there? You're absolutely right. Because so back in the day, uh, like prior to my pre-driver seat life, when I wasn't a motorsport fan, there were mm-hmm. a couple of names that were like household names. You know, everyone knew Jamie Wincup. Everyone knows like your Mark Winterbottoms. And everyone knows Chaz Mostert because he's yeah. he's just one of those guys where even if you're not a racing fan, chances are you know who Chaz Mostert is. Like you don't have to be an AFL fan to know who um, Dustin Martin is. You don't have to be a league fan to know who Cameron Smith is. Like he's one of those guys that's just, like you sort of say, like a brand ambassador's dream. And, and you know, when we talk names out there in the public eye, it's not like we're talking about a John Smith. How many other Chazzes do you know out in the yeah. public world? <laughs> so, you know, he's got a distinctive name, but he is the sort of bloke that will talk to anybody. He will have a beer with anybody. He is a ripping young bloke with enormous talent, and he's they've not only built a team around him, he is building a team around, sorry, he is building the team around himself as well. They love him, and uh, I'm glad they've signed him. I'm glad he's earning a boatload of cash, and I'm glad we're going to have him in the championship for another couple of years. I did tip him to win the championship this year. I might have been a little off there, but um, I still think in the next two to three years he's going to win this championship. So let's have a look at what the grid actually looks like um, towards uh, 2022, because so under contract you've got SVG, who's sticking with Triple Eight, Anton and Will are locked in at DJR. Thomas Randall is signed on for Tickford. Just note all the Tickford drivers that are signed on to a contract for next year. Thomas Randall, the, like it doesn't have a seat now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Chaz Mostert locked in for Walkinshaw. Frosty for Team 18. Uh, Reynolds for KG, uh, Kelly Grove Racing. Brady Kostecki and Will Brown locked in at Erebus. Nick Perkatz locked in for BJR. Fabs and Gary Jacobson, lucky them, uh, stuck at Team Sydney for the conceivable future. And Tim Slade uh, at Blanchard Racing Team. But look at the free agents. This is the grid that is completely free for next year. Cam Waters, James Courtney, Jack LeBrock, Bryce Fullwood, Scott Pye, Andre Heimgartner, Todd Hazelwood, Macaulay Jones, Jack Smith, Zane Goddard, Jake Kostecki. So there's a lot of movement. Well, on that, CVJ, and I'd be very interested in your opinion, you being on the inside, um, of those free agents, Cam Waters, James Courtney, JLB, Bryce Courtney, uh, Bryce Courtney, Bryce Fullwood, Scotty Pye, Andre Heimgartner, Todd Hazelwood, Macaulay, Jack, Zane, and Jake, who don't you think? will be there next year. Ooh. <laughs> That's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Can I, do you want me to start? Do you want me to lead off? Do you want me to lead off the batting? I... Full-time drive. Who don't you think will be yeah, there next I year? I can't say. Jack LeBrock. Yep. Even, oh, with, uh, Jack, even no. with truck assist backing? Nope. I don't think Jack will be there next year. <laughs> I don't. And we like Jack. That's not a crack about him as a human yeah, no, being. I just not, don't no. think he'll be there. And I, I'm going to say there'll be a change at Matt Stone Racing too. Well, yeah, they've got two free seats next year. So that's yes. not, it's not like you're, you're throwing something that's ridiculous out there. Like, no, no, no. I don't um, think there'll be two new drivers. I think there'll be one new driver and it'll still be a two-car team, not a three-car team. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon <laughs> at a hunch I know who's going to take the Triple Eight seat for next year. Well, Yes. Now, this is a much contentious discussion point around the annals of motorsport 
currently. Everyone thinks they've got an opinion. I've got an opinion. I, I think and thought it was um, Brock Feeney. Brock Feeney, yeah. But there are, I've heard rumours and scuttlebutt. No, you haven't. I told you. <laughs> I didn't want to throw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is not going to be. It's going to be a Euro. It's going to be a Euro. It's not going to be an Australian and driver. I reckon the it's deal. going to be Earl Bamber. That's my. Who's currently oh, yeah. he's currently you, co-driving with um, Andre Heimgartner this year. You mm-hmm. heard it here first on yeah. the driver's that's, seat. That's just what I reckon. That that Earl Bamber is the red hot favourite right now mm. to be driving in Jamie Wincup's seat next year. Yeah, yeah. That's Text what in I, if you've got a thought on that because that is Nimsy. If we had a sound effect for absolute Stevie scoop, that's a big scoop. Well, we can only just sit and wait because I. I've got a feeling that it's it's just too – it would be unlike Triple Eight to have that not already signed, sealed, delivered, mm-hmm. under control, especially halfway through the year. It's uh, – you know, I've got a feeling that's, that deal's done and I reckon it's going to be El Bamba. Oh, interesting. there you go. You heard it here first on the on the driver's seat. Mm. Earl Bamba. Earl Bamba. That Former in itself. That Porsche in itself. Factory driver. That in, yeah. Yeah, that announcement in itself is already a Bendix Brakes big moment. Oh, that is huge. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is huge. Well, that is, is huge. Like the, the, the seat of the seven-time champion being vacated at the end of this year and as of the, what are we, the 16th or 17th of June, mm-hmm. one Stephen Johnson has called it as Earl Bamber. I could be wrong. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I've got a hunch that that's, that's what it's going to be. But we'll wait and see. I like your hunches too. Well, we'll, we'll see. They've come ha- good in the past. <laughs> we will see what happens. Uh, that was our Bendix Breaks big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. What do you think? Do you reckon that is a chance of happening? Let us know. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Maybe you've got the inside goss on who's going to be two, in car eighty eight next year. Two Kiwis in Triple Eight again. Oh, sick, bro. Oh yeah, fantastic. <laughs> That'll be like DJR last year. Team Pinsky, hey, choice, choice. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I'm going to guess which one's going to be Fabs, which one's Scotty. Then it's t- <laughs> well, and that's the point, isn't it? In that team. Um, I think it'll always be SVG. Yeah. The incumbent will always be. It the will front. always be SVG. Uh, yeah. 0433981116 if you want to be part of the show. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. As always, thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. Uh, before we get to a quick uh, update of the power rankings, actually, they haven't changed in weeks, so we'll get to some texts. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yes. we haven't had a Because yeah. Melbourne's been closed, so well, there's been no racing. We haven't had any racing, so, and people already know what the rankings are. You're avid mm. listeners, and we want to get to your text because there's mm. a fair few coming in at the moment. Uh, where, do we, where do you want to start, boys? Um, why don't we start with Dean? Good on you, Dean. Thank you for texting. And I don't think, actually, no, let's go and start with Tommy from Hobart because I love, I love this. Nikita pa- Mazepin beat Lewis Hamilton. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yes, he did. He's Tom Azerbaijan <laughs> when, uh, when the old magic button, uh, was flicked on or off or whatever it was. Magic. Magic Just with Lewis. Magic, yes. He went whistling down the inside and whistling past the apex and whistling past everyone else. And there's been some great yes. memes for that too. <laughs> Mazepin, uh, Mazepin came through for the win. Uh, Dean. Thank you, Dean, for texting in. I don't think we've seen Dean before. Um, be nice one year to hear you have a chat with Danica Patrick. 
I, I agree with you, Dean. How good is that? Danica Patrick, one of the uh, most successful female drivers out of the United States. IndyCar, NASCAR's done a ton of Indy 500s. Also has a really good podcast called Danica Patrick Pretty Intense. So make sure you go and have a listen to that. Uh, and do you think they could hold the Red Bull Air Racing in Melbourne? Where would be a good spot for it? Albert Park Lake or Port Phillip Bay? I would not yeah, go into Port Phillip Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would Albert oh. Park Lake be big enough? Because I, mean, I know that they... I know it's, I think. you reckon, because, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you wouldn't want something to go wrong right in the middle of the city, would you? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. yeah, you're but right did, there. I mean, they did that in Perth along the Swan River there. Yeah, they but they were the actually Perth. on the river. They weren't anywhere near the building. They weren't flying over yeah. the buildings, I don't believe. I, look, I think I think they could easily do it in Port Phillip Bay. I think, if you know, yeah. imagine sitting down around where Luna Park is, around St Kilda there. Imagine cool. the crowds along the foreshore there. Yep. I think that would be absolutely sensational. Great text, Dean. I'd love to see... Uh, Red Bull Air, Air Race. Is Matt Hall still flying in that, or is he now semi-retired? Uh, I'm sure. Text in and let us know. Dean? 0433-98-1116 if you want to get in touch. Uh, another one here from we got there? from Tommy in Toowoomba. Or Tommy. Oh, do you want to go Michael? Yeah, we'll go Michael, actually. Oh, no, Stevie J, you can read this one. Oh, there he is there. <laughs> Would you guys be brave enough winning, taking your shoes off and drinking out of them, or does your feet stink too much? Honest answer, please. <laughs> um, so doing a shoey. I would happily do a shoey, but if, if I don't know, if you're Matt McKeldin, it'd be like drinking a cheeseburger, I'd imagine. So, <laughs> oh, oh, Steve so no good for Matthew McKeldin, but for me, it'd be all right. Here's the reality of that situation, Michael, and thank you for texting in. Um, there is zero chance I'm going to be winning anything to anytime soon, <laughs> so I'm not going to be going into a, a shoey action. But Stevie J seems to win everything. In TCM, so uh, there's a fair chance. What do you reckon, folks? Should we bet Steve J that if he has another win this year in the Mighty XD, you will do a shoey for our fans of the driver's seat? Go on, commit to it. No. Nah. Go on, commit to it. Well, why do you want me to sook? commit to it? Just a little bit. No, nah, because I pay for my shoes now. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't pay for my shoes, I'd oh, do it. <laughs> you cheap, eh? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. If, so any, We're not if, even allowed to have champagne. Well, I guess you yes, know, you are. You're not in the Middle East. Of course, you can. No, no, we can, but our sort of things are, are done in pit lane. So, I'm like, yeah, no, we can't do that. I think then you CCRs are on next. I think you should do a shoey. No, it's that's shoey's so like last year. No, it wasn't because we didn't race last year. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so 2019, McKeldin. Uh, anyway. So it's so yesterday, Matthew. We get, we need to do something different. One more here from Tommy in Toowoomba. Uh, now, this one we covered in our last show, so jump back on the driver's seat app and pick it up if you would like to hear our thoughts there. We went to that in depth. Uh, hi, guys. Do you think that the introduction of Gen 3 mid-season in 2022 is one of the craziest decisions supercars has ever made? I'll direct you to the app there, Tommy, because uh, we... The, but the short answer, Tommy, is yes. And the longer yes, answer crazy. is hell yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doubled. And last, uh, last but not least, one from Greg. Uh, Rumour has it that the MSR lineup will not change for next year mm. with a more than likely seat change in 2023 from within the current team. Okay, good on you, Greg. That's good insight. And it, yes, it may be... It Contradicts may be, what you said just before, Yeah, well, that's Matthew. okay. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I, mate, I'm married. I'm happy to be contradicted on a semi-regular <laughs> basis. So I, feel very, I feel very comfortable in the contradiction chair. Um, well, that'll be interesting to watch, won't it? So we'll, we'll take that on note, Greg, and we will watch that with interest. You could very well be right because I know the person who's lining up to potentially take that seat does need a little bit more time. So we'll wait and see. Hey, hey just quickly on the, on the one, uh, obviously from Tom regarding the gen three mid season, mm -hmm. 
just throwing this out there, what about supercars finishing the, the championship? What if, this may be their thinking. Who, who knows? Supercars finishing their championship next year mid-season, cramming in more races through the year and then starting, because they've always wanted to do a summer series, haven't they? They have. They keep on and trying. Then starting mid-season or thereabouts with Gen 3 and then doing their summer series like they've been itching like threatening to do itching to do yeah absolutely because it takes you outside the range of the football world and you go into the, the cricket world oh, that's a really good suggestion can i also offer another one not that i agree with that i just want to make yep. that clear yep. i think that a calendar year uh, a calendar year championship is all it can be yeah um i was actually uh, it was something that probably we could probably talk about a little bit later in the show peter ziberus who uh, just Ran, won the Winter Nationals and just ran the fastest ever top fuel pass in history mm-hmm. in Australia, new strain record. Even he was telling me only a couple of days ago that um, they get sick of their because the Winter Nationals was the final of their series and they started yes. last year in October, September, October, November. They, he's a champion, but he's never a 20. 20- 20 champion or 2021 champion. He's a 2021, 2022 champion uh, yeah, or right. 2022, like 2023 champion. Yeah. 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 And, and he doesn't rate it. So um, even those guys are talking about, I would just love to have a calendar year championship. This is a political one, Nimsy. Uh, why would they come to Melbourne? That is the Red Bull Air Race. Why would they come to Melbourne when all they just keep locking us down? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. I know. And here's my last little bit on Gen 3. Why wouldn't you have the Gen 3 cars ready? But next year, you're going to run Car of the Future all the way through. But the drivers that don't get a contract for next year, the good current drivers, maybe a Jack LeBrock, they can do a couple of wildcard rounds in the new Gen 3 cars to see how they race against the super against the, the Car of the Future cars and then implement them in 2023. I reckon that's a great idea. And thanks for that, Stuart Lanham, for uh, letting us know that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that, yeah, credit, it was. yeah, it was credit to Stu Lennon. Absolutely. Was, I, think, uh, I think that's a great idea from Stewie. And, um, I, great I listener. That, and, and he messaged us, actually, didn't he? And I and, think it's a great idea. So why wouldn't you do it? It's, it makes sense. Totally it, it makes you, sense. You get miles on them. You do launch the cars yep. when they say they're going to. It's not going to really impede with the championship. That's right. It all makes sense. Yep, it does. So well done, Stu. That's a cracking Matty, idea. Matty McKeldin comes out of retirement for uh, a bit of wildcard <laughs> action. Hey, when am I retiring? I'm not retiring. You got to start first. Do you know something um, I don't know? <laughs> well, I was speaking to Mrs. Mack the other day, but uh, sorry, sorry, Mrs. Mack. Oh, All right, you are listening to the driver's seat. Keep your texts coming in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you want to get involved. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And just a reminder, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available now in the app store and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at driver's seat show. The all new driver's seat app's got podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. This was just a little bon mot, a little tidbit that I managed to pick up. A what? A little bon mot. I've never, bon Mott. Bon Mott. Yeah, like a little licorice all sort of news. Well, I've heard of licorice all sort, and yeah, I've heard never, of a little hmm. tidbit, but I've never heard of a Bon Mott. Bon Mott. Bon Mott. Wasn't he the lead singer of ACDC before he died? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Bon, bon Scott. <laughs> now, uh, 
Uh, that's oh, I just amused myself. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, anyone that would like to get in touch, uh, that's <laughs> at Matt McKeldon underscore official on uh, the old Instagram uh, if you want to direct any of your, your correspondence. Uh, but no, just quickly, this uh, caught my attention because uh, Nissan is the latest mark to discontinue producing four-door sedans uh, in Japan. Sales in 2020 uh, accounted for just 1% of all their sales. Now, they're going to be diverting all of their resources towards development for SUVs and electric cars, but they will continue to produce the Skyline. So no more four-door sedans. Sedans, done and dusted. All about SUVs. Yeah, okay, all right. But I get it. I totally understand it. Because have you seen the Nissan four-doors? They are garbage. You've got the Skyline. That's hot. What was the last? What was apart from the automotive sedative that was the the Nissan Altima? Mm. Like oh, the fleet car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fleet car. What, how many other Nissan four doors are out there on the market right now that you think? Oh yeah, I might, as in I'm, cars. As yeah. in car, I might go and have a look at that car. I mean, they're nothing. They were garbage. So yeah, all right, I totally get that. And um, Skyline cool. And, of course, they'll work on SUVs and patrols and other bits and pieces like that, I guess. Do you reckon – okay, so who actually does – like, Toyota still makes four-door sedans, but is that pretty much – Camrys, like, mate. Mate, don't, you don't need to talk to me about Camry. Yeah, you know, I know. You that's know, why I'm not going to – You're a Sri Lankan bloke. You know about a Camry, <laughs> let me tell you. But, um, but is, like, sedans really, like, the thing of the past now? Like – Oh, I don't I think I mean, you're so. still linked to Ford. Yeah. Well, the biggest selling cars are the Rangers and yeah, they all that are. sort of stuff. They are. I mean, there's. I, de- I guess now when you think of a four door car that you need, it, it is going to be a dual cab Ute, or it is going to be a Ford Everest, or it is going to be a, or, a, know, or a soccer mum car, or a soccer mum. Well, it's car. not going to yeah, be a Mazda, it's not going to be a Commodore or a Mazda Falcon, CX nine, or you know, that's the sort of thing that people yeah. are going to now, rather yeah. than actually having a a sedan as such, a, a traditional sedan, because. Um, you know, you just they haven't got them. the room. You mm. know, they simply haven't got the room. Or it's a Hyundai i thirty or something of that Correct. nature. That, but that mid size Stinger. Key, okay, yep. You know, same sort of thing. Yeah, but but that mid size passenger car. It's not like you can buy a Falcon. Not like you can buy a Commodore. So you're Nissan, you can't buy anything now. They're garbage. Uh, what else do you buy? Unless it's like a Patrol or something like that. Well, that's right. But I mean, the, the four door car that we, you and I, and everyone else listening to this predominantly grew up on the Commodores and the Falcons and the mid sized three liter six cylinders or 3.8 liter six cylinders or four liter six cylinders, I should say, just don't exist. They just don't exist anymore. They're either the Junior Burger cars in the, in the you know, home, as I say, SVG's got one in his driveway. Does he? It's like a. An old VT or a, something like that <laughs> sitting in his drive. I think it's actually his old man, Robert. So there you go. Because he doesn't cool. SVG drive a wagon. Yeah, he just drives a, a, a Commodore wagon. An or old, whatever. well, when I say old, old, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Big wheels on it and looks hot, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, he's got that because he can put the back seats down and throw his mountain bike in the back and he doesn't get much use of that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he did until he, he did. went A over and broke his collarbone. Oh, and and I had ribs. to drive that thing too. Ugh. The Commodore? Yeah. Did you have the heebie-jeebies by the end oh, of it? Oh, yeah, it was no good. Did you go home and have a shower? I did some massive burnouts <laughs> in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more that he does in it, though. So. <laughs> yeah, just a little interesting tidbit there. Uh, let us know what you think. 0433-981116. Are essentially sedans ex- extinct? Are they done? Done and dusted? No more. It's all about hero cars and whatnot. But uh, let us know, 0433 98 11 16. As always, this is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota.
for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Don't go anywhere. We've got our race rewind coming up next. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And right now, thanks to our mates at Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hoses and Hydraulics. It's time for our Race Rewind. That's not the one. Here it is. <laughs> this is the driver's seat. Race Rewind. There we go. We run a tight ship around here. <laughs> All thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. This is going to be the first sort of um, Race Rewind that we've done that's actually on this day. Because on this day in 2019, this happened. Our winner for race number 15 of the championship from Shelby Power Racing, Scott McLaughlin. The Triple Crown could be done. Yeah, literally on this day, June 16th, 2019, Scott McLaughlin became the first driver to ever claim the Darwin Triple Crown. Mm. And, uh, well, at, between 2006 and 2018, no one ever did it. No one. No one well, didn't J-Dub and, and Craig Lands, I think, came close, but until Scotty, mm. uh, no one did the job. No, uh, he was the first one. So, and that was the year, another championship winning year for him. And uh, he was on fire. He was absolutely on fire. And I think Stevie J, this is actually one circuit I've never driven at. You've certainly driven there before. It's a hard place to win, isn't it? It's, it's a very... It's a really, because of the heat and the makeup of the circuit and straights and, the, you know, the way the way it's actually um, for a race car, the way the car needs to work to be successful, it's, it's bloody hard to and get And the surface. Around. The road surface the is very different up yeah. there too. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is one of those... One of those tracks, it's, it's, I guess it's like any track that uh, you qualify well on. If you can qualify well, you know, and put yourself in a good position, you're going to have a generally eight times out of ten a, a reasonable weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, he was he was absolutely on fire, Nimsy, and um, uh, I kind of think it was fitting, actually, that he, he took that because he'd taken all before him that year in 2018 and, and – um, went on to win the championship and Brooke I just his record as well for most wins in a season. Yeah, exactly. So it was, I'm glad that he won it Stevie J because it just, it showed the rich vein of form that he was in and um, that it wasn't a flash in the pan kind of stuff. The car was good. The car worked well. The team worked well. St- uh, uh, Scotty was driving magnificently and um, it was good to actually finally get it done. I think they had a big prize there. It was a years and years and years ago that if you won the Triple Crown, there was like a monster cash prize. Yeah, it was. It was huge. And it was it was it, it was like a million bucks or something. Yeah, someone it's like Darwin it was, or no, I think it was a million bucks that said if. And I, again, I stand that's to the be Grand Slam, here. wasn't it? The Grand Slam was it? It was you win Darwin, you win Bathurst, and you win Sandown. You get a million bucks or something like that. Okay, yeah. whatever it was. Adelaide Five Hundred, uh, Darwin, uh-huh. Sandown, yeah. and Bathurst. There you go. But you go. pretty much after the first dollars. two rounds, after the first two rounds, when pretty much everyone was out of contention except for Garth Tander, it was just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> a million bucks. That would have just about covered your catering bill. Mm, just, 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 nah, just nowhere near. What for the first half of the season? <laughs> Speaking of catering, catering supplied tonight by uh, Subway Double Choc Chip Cookies. Thank you, Steve Johnson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eat fresh. Um, but uh, look, 
Look, you talk about you talk about the the um the rich vein of form that Scotty Mack was in. So this is not only the year that he also wins his second drivers' championship. He breaks Lanzi's record, but he also wins the Bathurst One Thousand this year as well. So you want to talk about a great year for Scotty Mack? Twenty nineteen ticks wow. it all, doesn't it? Wow. And I wonder if that's the year, Stevie J, that Roger, Captain Rog, in the states went righto. This kid's. We got to we got to make sure we keep this kid and progress him through the ranks because he. That's that that is a, in results terms, Nimsy. That is a significant year to be able to do that. Mm, that's huge. I mean, that's you know everyone's going to say that it was the car and this and that, but you know what, Scotty Mack wasn't the only one to have a Mustang that year. So yep, yep. Um, I think that you know realistically, you know he's a he's a he's a freak, and what he's been able to do in that car um, was phenomenal. So I think that. You know, every 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 success that he gets, he deserves because behind the scenes, you don't see that just how hard he works and to get everything just perfect. And it all just, you know, people just think he turns up the racetrack and he drives fast and he wins races. Well, you know, that's a that's probably a ten percent of what he actually does to be able to stand on the top top step um, at the end of each race weekend. And might I just say, Nimsy, sorry to interrupt. Might I just say, and we were missing it last week because we had one hour and all that kind of stuff. But last week, it was 20 years ago, Steve Johnson, that you had your win at the Canberra 400, the streets of Canberra. 20 years ago, bro. That was, your, was that your first win? I think it, it might have been. been. Uh, yes. First 20, race win, first yeah. pole position, and first round win. 20 years ago. Ah, the good old days. Congratulations. 20 years Thank ago. You, well done, Thank mate. You. Sorry we missed it last week. That's all right. Better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't on this day on on this day too. So uh, a good effort there. Uh, yeah. at, at the what did you do with that GMC power tool after you won it? Oh, <laughs> after it stopped working after it, three weeks. Good, yeah, I used it for three weeks, and then it basically. <laughs> Bad electrical smell, and then it just died. <laughs> um, uh, Scotty Mack winning the Darwin Triple Crown on this day was our race rewind. Uh, we do our race rewind, as always, of course, thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts, hoses, and hoses, sorry. Uh, visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to the driver's seat. We'll get to some of your texts in just a moment. But as always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. We're doing it for over 40 years, actually. We'll be making tomorrow matter. Um, quickly, we've got to talk about the uh, the telecast that will be happening at Darwin. But uh, before yes. we do that, a bit of a shake-up. The main one, of course, will be the absence of uh, Neil Crompton. Mm. Now, this will actually be the first Supercars event since 1998 that hasn't had Crompo as part of the round, either as a driver or a commentator. So uh, he's he's recovering, of course, from uh, prostate cancer surgery, and we wish him all the best. Uh, He's hoping to return for the Townsville 400 next month. But if that doesn't just show you how much he's ingrained in the fabric of uh, supercars and the Australian Touring Car Championship, I don't know what does. It's going to be very weird, boys. It's a weird year because Jess, obviously, I mean, she was pregnant and had the baby. So we missed Jess for one round uh, where Marcus filled in or whatever it was. One or two, and then and now Neil. Obviously, it's been a bit of a bit of a strange year with with regard to the commentary seats. And Marcus will be back this weekend as well, which will be great. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm 
I don't want Neil to not be there, obviously, because mm. I think he's the best commentator. Yeah. In fact, one of the best commentators in the world. Um, but I'm also equally as interested to see how the commentary team goes, Stevie J, without Neil, because it's been so long, which never really happened. So I'm interested yeah. to see how all of that works. Chad Nalen will step up. Um, of course, Scafie will be there and... And uh, and Mark Beretta for seven. Oh, Order of Australia getter. Well, it's a, Mark it's, Beretta. It's actually be a, a combined broadcast. This one, so yeah. this will be the first time because I don't know if you remember the from the limited coverage that Channel Seven used to do. Remember they used to always just like when the supports would be there, they'd do their own thing with maybe Matty White or Kate Peck or da da da. But this is actually Beretta is going to be part of the lineup. So uh, yeah, so seven and. Uh, Fox Sports are sort of cross-pollinating a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's a safe cost, but uh, it's kind of a good thing because it means more racing on our screens. Yeah, exactly. And Garth Tanner will be there. And as I said, uh, Chad Nalen will step up as well. Great commentator, ironically managed by Neil. Um, but Tanda, Tanda is a revelation for me when it comes to the commentary. I He's had great. no, I, I did not expect that he would have any, as be as good as he is. I think I wrote on Facebook or some social somewhere, is Garth Tander, the commentator, we didn't know we needed. Mm. I think he, and I actually think he's brilliant. Take away Stevie J, you know, he could be a bit of a prick in the race car and all of that kind of stuff. And he can be, he's a contentious guy. But as a commentator, I think he's absolutely brilliant. So um, it'll be, it's good for Supercars to be back on Channel 7 for all, all of our fans to see again. Love that. Um, love to see Chad step up. Love to see what Barretts will do. Love to see how all the seven simulcast thing works. So, I mean, regardless, but we're, we're back racing. How good mm. in Darwin? It's been too long, and obviously, it's been longer than we thought. With obviously mm. the postponement of Winton, and uh, it's going to be one of those things, Matty, where I think you're going to be um, sitting in front of the TV on the weekend, maybe watching some racing. Well, yeah, I think so because it's a big <laughs> weekend. We've also got the French Grand Prix uh, on as well. Um, and I'll be at the racetrack, so I'll have to watch it. Will you be at the racetrack or you'll be out with Young Jet having yeah, his first having run? A, having a drive. Well, I'll but... be out working on Saturday, but for the rest of the time, apologies, Mrs. Mack, I'll be on the couch watching couch motorsport. Potato. Yep. And Big just, couch just as a side note too, we're also going to be getting, uh, Channel 7 is actually going to be showing some of the support categories too, because 10 didn't do that. They just did main game stuff and maybe here and there they dabbled, but as part of the TV agreement, they're also yep. going to be showing some select um, uh, supports. And this is, look at the supports on this. You've got everything under the sun. Like, if there is something, if you're a motorsport fan, the Triple Crown this year has got something for you. You've got drags, um, the, cool. the, 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 the super bikes. Cool. Do they have the jumpy trucks? Yep. The jumpy, jumpy trucks, trucks as well. Yeah, Stadium yeah. super trucks, the Boost Mobile Stadium super trucks. I, can, I can open the discussion points again to Mrs. Mack about me having a drive on one of those in uh, Gold Coast. Accommodation's booked. I know we live here, but accommodation's booked. That's the first step. But this is this is also the other big telling point, and this I thought was the biggest um, sort of selling point for why you can't miss this weekend's coverage because it's actually an AFL buy round. So Channel 7's footy commitments – uh, only the Friday night footy between, uh, from 7.30pm and Saturday night's game between GWS and Carlton at 7.25pm. Other than that, no footy on 7 for the rest of the weekend. No wonder the supercars are going to be on. <laughs> maybe they're, maybe they're going to use that for their, uh, for their TV ratings for the next six months. <laughs> well, they're going to say how good they were because there was no yes, competition. Yes. And I, as I mentioned it earlier at Nimsy, I reckon Marcus Ambrose is brilliant and it'll be great to see and hear him back and see how he grows into the role because we only saw him in one round at Tassie mm -hmm. and uh, he quite enjoyed it. We had a long chat about it when we were 
doing Trans Am at SMP because he runs a car in uh, Trans Am and, and he really, 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 really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing the thoughts that he's had over the break now and how he might be able to add more and more to the to his role in commentary. So I'm looking forward to that. He did a very good job at Simmons Plains. One of the, like you sort of said, it was one of the re- uh, revelations, sort of like Garth Tanner. You're like, geez, he's actually mm. really, really good. Yeah. Um, just quickly, we'll get to a text before we take a quick break. Uh, Pete again, fellas. As far as new cars, I'd say yes, sedans are just about extinct. As classics, however, I don't reckon they'll ever go out of fashion. My 98 NL Fairlane is proof of the latter, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the old NL, NL Fairlane. You know what how, car. like, you, what a tank. You, and great, great car, though. You boys will uh, love this one, but if I had the choice, Malcolm Owen style, to restore a car or get one in pristine condition, it'd be a 1989 Nissan Pintara. My first ever car. Of course it would. Of course it would be. <laughs> you know what I'd get? I'd get a Holden Calibra. A Calibra? Yeah, yeah. I just thought when I was growing up, a Calibra was the duck's guts. <laughs> wow. It had the lowest coefficient drag number of any production car in history up to that point. What a cardigan really? that is. Yeah, what a goose. I, I don't know why I think I know somebody that. made a Holden Calibra sports sedan. They did. Yeah, yeah, very successful sports sedan. Hey, you know what? Let's open I up just the, reckon they're great. Open up the lines. 0433981116. If you had Malcolm's checkbook, what's the car that you would want in the garage? <laughs> He's let you have one. He hasn't really, just in case you're listening, Malcolm, because yeah. I know you will be. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. The podium up next. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And for over 40 years, we've been making a Tomorrow Matter. Right now, it is time for the podium. Now on The Driver's Seat, the podium. These are three talking points for Matt and Steve to do a bit of a deep dive on. So we'll start off with P1 on the podium. Now, can a non-Dick Johnson Racing or Triple Eight team win a championship? Because with Chaz Mostert choosing to stay at Walkinshaw and Duty United, it's taken him out of contention for the vacant seat at Triple Eight next year. Chaz obviously wouldn't be staying at that team if he didn't think he'd win a championship. But realistically, can a team that's not T8 or DJR genuinely be a contender? Because... Let's have a look at the list of winners since uh, uh, Project Blueprint was introduced. So 2003, 2004, 2005 was Stone Brothers Racing that won the championship. 06 and 07, HSV dealer team. Triple Eight have won 2008, 2009, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, 16 and 17. DJR have won 2010, 2018, 2019 and 2020. And that little green thing that just jumps out in the middle of the page, the outlier, is Tickwood Racing's win with Frosty in 2015. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they can. I mean, it, this year? Are you talking Nimsy? Not or are this you talking year, but in just the in, in general. Three like, to five years? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look, absolutely, in general. And I think... Um, because you've got to admit, there's a lot of blue and a lot of DJR in that... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you look yeah, at that list. Yeah, but typically, typically, I think, Stevie J, it's fair to say in our sport, there's usually two dominant teams at any one time whether that be Stone Brothers and Triple Eight or Triple Eight and DJR or DJR and whatever. Or HRT um, and... HRT or whatever. There's usually two, maybe possibly three. Um, my hope is that once Gen 3 comes along, Triple Eight, DJR, um, Tickford, 
uh, WAU, all of these cars are going to be fighting for a championship. And then it'll come down, hopefully, to, you know, driver as well. So, mm. yeah, the answer, short answer, Nimsy, is yes, because they're all pretty well funded at the moment. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I think it, that's this is what we're going to hope to see, boys, in 2023, is that maybe an outlier like a WAU or a Tickford at the moment can drive through and win a championship. Do you think anybody outside those two could? Or do you think it's solely out of those four teams? Something drastic would need to happen at Brad Jones or Team 18 or MSR for one of those teams to come out of nowhere and win the championship. At this stage on current form, it's it's Triple Eight and DJR with a hope that Tickford and WAU. Uh, WAU can get in there and mix it as well. If for my for mine, for my in my opinion, I, I don't see BJR being a regular championship contender I, because they never have been. I reckon WAU is the nearest to sniff around that uh that sort of um, DJR Triple Eight sort of territory. Yeah. So you reckon they're in front of Tickford, I'd, Nimsy? I, I, hate, I hate to say it because, like you know, I do, I do side with the blue side of uh, supercars, but I, and I could be completely wrong because you guys know the sport a lot better than I do. But I reckon that if you look at the form, yeah. that that two car outfit at uh, at Clayton seems to do a lot better than the four and now three car outfit at Campbellfield, for yep. whatever reason. Yep. But, um, Don't disagree with you, mate. Hmm. Do not disagree with you. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think WAU is the next in line. Yeah. Um, and next up uh, on the podium in P2, Triple Eight will be the focus of Season 3 of the Inside Line. Now, they've promised they will give unlimited access to producers of the Inside Line as it documents the team during this season. Now, Season 1 famously covered Erebus Motorsports season in 2019. We saw that during the COVID break. We were all stuck at home. Season two, um, which will debut later this year, will focus on Walk and Trendy United, their season last year. Do you reckon the Triple Eight season of Inside Line will be, well, it'll live up to the standard that we sort of saw with uh, the original <laughs> series? <laughs> there, won't be, there won't be any management throwing drivers under the bus. So I can give you that strong tip. Yeah, that's right. No, I mean, I, I think I think you've got to approach these things, Nimsy, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stevie J, but I think, I mean, okay, let me say personally, I approach these things from an entertainment point of view and an interest point of view. I'm, I'm as interested in watching the F1 Drive to Survive show about, about um, Mercedes-Benz as I am about McLaren or um uh Haas or something like that. So I think it'll be good. I mean yeah, I, I think anything outside just racing stuff gets a huge tick for me and I hope it's gonna do very well. Yeah, I think fingers crossed it does, but I'm looking forward to see how the WAU one does because you could really as we sort of that was kind of the theme of the show, like with Chaz there at the it sort of gave it a bit of a jump start when Put him on the path back to the glory days. But uh, uh, one last one on the podium. This one affects Super 2. Car of the Future will continue in Super 2. Now, Supercars confirmed that the series will continue to run Car of the Future Generation Machines in 2022. It was speculated that the Super 2 series could make the move into Gen 2-specific Ford Mustangs and Holden ZB Commodores, which are currently run in the main game. But Super 2 team owners felt... The cost to run and repair a Gen 2 chassis would be too much. Plus, there probably wouldn't be enough Gen 2 cars to actually purchase. <laughs> interesting. Got to have a used car yard somewhere. Yeah, I just I find that interesting, that comment regarding the cost, because they're exactly the same car. It's only a different body shape. Yeah. 
So I, I don't really know where they're coming from in regard to, you know, may, maybe they're talking about the transaxles, I think, are different. I think the Super 2 are still running, I believe, still running Albans, um, but I could be wrong. That, that may have changed, but um, I can't see where the difference would be, to be honest. And they've got to sell their cars somewhere. They're still so. either way. They're still way too expensive. We've cut, touched on this before. Yeah, they're yep. still way too expensive to run either way. Yeah. Hey Nimsy, just quickly before we go, um, we just had that on the uh, on the inside line. Talk about that. Ian has texted in and said, "Hi guys, love the show. Good on you, Ian. Thank you for that. Uh, have you heard that Drive to Survive are doing another show about Nikita Mazepin? They're calling it a spin-off show." <laughs> 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 That's a gag from uh, F1 Crofty, who is a commentator over there. And Michael, uh, he texted in and said uh, for his dream car, if he had access to Malcolm's budget to buy a classic car, it would be an Holden HK GTS Monaro yellow colour. Enjoy the show every week. Good on you, Michael. There you go. And, I, and I concur. I think that's a cracker. And third and final, the Darwin round of supercars has always been the best party and racing round of the year, apart from Bathurst. That's where I first met Stevie J and the Rat in 2002 as your medic and masseur. There you go. Good on you. You poor bugger. You had to masseur Stevie J. (laughs) Cool. Dear idea. After a hot, sweaty race. Uh, Talk about your boot cheese. I only took half the time to to massage me back then. (laughs) (laughs) The old real estate now is a little bit larger. Now, um, now, square meter has increased a little. Now, quickly too, before we go, I just I just saw this on the old Facebook page. But uh, if you'd like to get your hands on a Dick Johnson bobblehead, there is an end of financial year sale with seventeen (laughs) percent off everything if you visit the Formula Johnson website. That's formula.com.au. So uh, check it out. They actually look really really cool. <laughs> You're going to get one of those, aren't you, Nimsy? Oh, mate, of course I am. Um, that's going to be on the that's going to be on the desk in the next few weeks. Desk. You get, <laughs> next time you pop in, you'll be definitely seeing that. But uh, we're going to wrap it all up in just a moment here on the driver's seat. Text in 0433981116 if you want to be part of the show. You're listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. A little bit left here in the show. If you want to text in 0433981116, we got one from Little Mac in Toowoomba. Do you want to take care of that one, Matty? Uh, yes, Little Mac. Hey, fellas. Little Mac in Toowoomba. Currently building my dream car. A 1983 Greens Tough replica. Big Clevo, nine-inch and a Tremec transmission. Fave car of all time. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's it's, hot. That's, that's cool hot. how that sort of stuff um, is still around um, from, you know, the history of, you know, things that you know, my old man, Peter Brock, Larry Moff have done. You yep. know, it's I, I love that sort of stuff because I love the people that don't forget about it. Yep. You know, I and I think yeah. there's so many people that, that still talk to me nowadays that saying that, you know, racing's just not what it used to be and, and I can sort of see mm-hmm. that. But I'm just wondering in that – so that was 83, you know, so sort of 40-odd years ago. Yeah. Um, are, are people going to be talking about the current race series the Ooh, same way in 40 years? Good question. No. I, I think that – You don't want to think about that. I reckon, but I reckon to an extent they will in terms of like, you know, uh, stuff like – you know Jamie's com- uh, like Jamie's last championship stuff like that. That will p- people like that, but maybe you won't be saying you know oh I can't wait to I'm I'm making a, a replica ZB Commodore of Nick Perkett's win at SMP. Maybe you won't be doing that. 
But I think like the big names, like your SVGs and stuff like that, that possibly might be getting the same sort They're of. They're the people, Nimsy, but the cars, I don't think so. Because the cars that we're talking about, green stuff and the blue X, the, you know, the, the true blue XD and all mm. that kind of stuff, they were not necessarily part of big two car teams. So those cars stood out for what they were. I mean, it, there's, because, you know, there's not too many Peter Brock cars, except for maybe the, the last of the big bangers, the VKs with Larry Perkins. Those, those are pretty iconic two car team. But, um, I, you know, I just, I just don't think we'll be talking about the cars. I think we'll be talking about the personalities, yeah. absolutely, yeah, but not necessarily the cars. I'd love to know how old little Mac in Toowoomba is too, if he's building a car like that, whether he's, whether he's our generation or your dad's generation, Stevie J. And hey, little Mac, when you need to get your exhaust done, go and see Jimmy man at the muffler King in Toowoomba. <laughs> he is, uh, he is, that's where everyone gets their, their exhaust done in Toowoomba. He is a dead set legend and uh, makes the best exhausts in the T-bar. Now, you just touched on um, a Larry Perkins there, Matty, and we'd be remiss mm. if we went the show without mentioning that uh, Larry Perkins actually has got a Queen's birthday honour. Him and also John Bauer, can't forget JB as well. Yes. They've been recognised as part of the Queen's birthday honours list for 2021. Uh, both Bathurst winners um, have been appointed as members of the Order of Australia, AM, which means they get to get that little letters next to their name like your old man does too, uh, Steve. If I recall yeah, correctly. Exactly. You're going to yeah. get one of those, Dragon? Nah, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather had an Order of Australia. I won't be getting one. <laughs> so there you go. On the top, and for talking of, uh, you touched on this briefly beforehand, uh, Matty, but uh, mm-hmm. Mark Beretta also yeah. got his name on the list. Uh, he's got a medal at the Order of Australia. Oh, and? Uh, for, for services to charity because he does that uh, cancer ride every year, the Tour de Cure. So uh, good to see Barrett's get that, and uh, good luck to him, and well-deserved. Anyone that can sit on a bike, Stevie J, and ride her halfway around Australia once a year has got my vote for a Order of Australia yeah, and, I can... and anything else you can give to them because yeah. you're a better man than I. Because I can tell you right now, even going from... Well, after, sorry, Nimsy, after that length of time, is he still a man or...? <laughs> <laughs> on a bike seat? <laughs> Might be ground to a fine paste by the yeah. end of it. But, uh... oh, 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 dear, Nimsy. You're always good with the mental images. Ground to a fine paste. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, congratulations oh. to JB. Also, other members of the motorsport fraternity were there. Uh, Dr. Michael Henderson, um, who who was my, Dr. Michael Henderson? He was a safety bloke, wasn't he? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, he yeah. did a lot with road safety and road trauma and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, Andrew Papadopoulos, uh, yep. he was long-time Andy CAMS Perry. president. Yep. Um, Larry Perkins, we just mentioned. Trent Smythe. Uh, and also Tony Cochran also got uh, the big nod there too. He's currently oh. in charge of the Gold Coast Suns. The T-Cock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you, if you remember Tony or you've seen any recent footage of Tony. He's got a fair lisp. Yeah. Has Tony. And uh, I reminisce about one day in between a couple of transporters up at Townsville, he gave me a spray about something. He. And I've got to tell you, he gave me a spray down my face and my chin and my chest and everywhere. I can tell so, you right now, he, can, if you've ever learned, uh, if you've ever seen him, because he, he's very passionate about the Gold Coast Suns too. Like, he is. This is a bloke that goes full measure into everything that he does. Absolutely. Uh, yep. 
if you've got any criticism of the Gold Coast Suns, he gets madder than a hornet. Oh, um, yeah. Defending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Teacock fires up pretty well. So, so. so I don't. I really don't envy you there. Oh, it was no good. <laughs> it was no good. <laughs> one last the, one. To make it worse, it was for something that someone else did. But, you know, when you're in the middle of a spray, it's like from it's Tony like, Cochran. It's like going on the Maid of the Mist or the uh, – at the uh, what is it the the Nevada not Nevada I've ruined the gag now what is it the waterfall Niagara Falls oh, the thank Niagara you Falls. that's what go. it's like good to it's end like being the on the bow of the Niagara <laughs> on the mate of the mist on Niagara Falls that was a slick gag wasn't it oh you're not wrong there. but uh, hey thank you to everyone that texted in a big thank you to Josh Buck and get amongst him he's a great young cat that's going to be doing a lot I reckon that won't be the last time that we get him on the show but boys it's been an absolute pleasure we get yeah, to watch some racing this week. It does. And little Mac, it looks like you've uh, you've chimed in. You're a big fan. Same age as Stevie J. Well, Good you on you. So an old, you're an old fart. Good on you, mate. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but uh, you've been listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.